Hello, welcome, welcome to Sabbath. We are so glad that you've welcomed us into your homes again. It's another Sunday, doesn't the week just fly? So yes, I am glad to be sharing again with you. I want to thank Pastor for the opportunity to always, always use this platform. I'm so grateful to him for this. And um, I believe today we are going to be looking into something very, very important. We have been discussing principles from the Bible, principles that made the patriarch successful. And um, today we're going to be discussing the principle of focus. So um, why don't you share, why don't you call your friends? And I believe God has something for you today. I believe you've had a great week. I trust it's well with you and your family. So um, yes, let's dive in, but let us pray first. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the gift that your word is. Father, we ask as we hear, Lord, bless our hearing, bless our hearts. Let us hear and hear indeed, Lord. Inspire us, Lord. Change us. Help us. Thank you, Father, because we know that your word will come with clarity. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. So, last week we discussed perseverance. It was such a great topic. And Pastor's been sharing from his new series, The Magnet in You. I mean, Tuesday was so, so good. If you didn't, if you did not join us for service on Tuesday, you definitely need to catch up. It was, it was really, really, really good. It was really good. Amen. So today we're discussing focus, focus. We're reading from Matthew chapter 13 from verse 44 to 46. It says the parable of, is the parable of the hidden treasure. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he found one, hell of great pride, went and sold all he had and bought it. For me, I felt this is just a brilliant definition of what focus is. This is it. And Jesus here is talking about the kingdom of heaven. He said it's like a pearl. We say it's a pearl of inestimable value. An expensive pearl. And he found it, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. And this other man, it was like a treasure found in a, in a field. He found it, he hid it back. He went and sold everything he had and came and bought that field. That is what focus is, simply. That is what it is. Jesus speaking to um, Mary, to Martha actually. So this is the definition focus. Pastor told the story on Tuesday and he talked, it was a story, the story of Mary and Martha and Jesus went to see them. You know how we do when guests come to our house, we're busy preparing, oh, what are they going to eat? What are they going to drink? And we're just, you know, looking for this, looking for that, cooking, checking this and checking that. So that was what Martha was doing, the typical woman. And what did Mary do? Mary just sat down at Jesus' feet and was listening to him. I'm sure he, she wasn't doing it. I'm sure his disciples, maybe other people in the house, we're listening. And that was all Martha was doing. And Mary was doing. Martha 
came out to Jesus. She could understand it. You know, if you do it now, till today, in this day and age, you know, somebody comes to your house and you're just sitting in the parlor talking with them. People will be like, she's this a real woman. She's not very serious. She doesn't know what she's doing. You know, Martha found it really absurd. And, and she felt that Jesus should, should, should have some words. She said, tell my sister to come and help me. Why is she sitting down there? I'm doing everything by myself. You know, when you're busy, when you're doing things, you know, especially when you're doing a lot of things that, you know, you're feeling tired, you're feeling busy. You're feeling like you're involved. And everybody else, you feel everybody else is just like, like just not doing what they should be doing. You're the only person, you know, giving it all. And that's exactly how Martha felt. In fact, I sympathize and empathize with Martha. And she thought Jesus was going to say, Mary, can't help your sister in the kitchen. Jesus said this. Martha, you, you're worried about so many things. You're concerned about so many things. One thing is needful. Maybe we should read it. Luke chapter 10 verse 42. It says, one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. So it's your choice. You choose. You want to be concerned with so many things. You know, life can get really, really busy. And we suddenly lose focus on what is really important. What is really important in life? What is really important in your life? And this is something that the patriarchs knew. Remember the verse we read in Hebrews last week? They kept believing until they died. See, they were so focused on what God had told them. They were so focused and given to what God had told them. They kept believing until they died. And Jesus said, only one thing is needful. Some, some versions say that. Only one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that part. Treatment matter, you did not choose rightly. You know, we think all the, you know, it's like in church, even in church. We get very busy with everything. But the word, I'm not listened. Worship, I'm not joined. Giving. But we are checking while fixing this, fixing that, carrying people, showing people. You know, Paul was so mindful of this. I'm not going to be talking about Paul. I'm not going to talk about Jesus, Nehemiah. Paul was so mindful of this. He said, I discipline myself. I watch myself. I'm so self-aware. So that it's not when I have preached to others, I myself will be a castaway. God forbid that it will happen to any of us. That we are so busy doing life and we forget what is really, really important. Amen. One thing is needful. One thing is needful. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 24. It says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. If you want to achieve anything in life, you have to focus. That's why, you know, there's this saying, jack of all trades, master of none. Because when you are doing so many things, it makes you not good at anything. But when you specialize, you, you, you are focused on one thing, then you do that thing excellently. You do it excellently. Amen. Amen. So let's look at Nehemiah. It's the first person we look at. Look at Nehemiah chapter 
chapter 6 from verse 2 to 3. You know, he had left the king's palace where he was serving. And he was on a mission. A mission. And that's something else I call for. Being someone on a mission. Being a man on a mission. Being a woman on a mission. It, you are a person of focus. Because you know what you have been called to do. So Nehemiah taking permission from his, his lord, the king. And the king had supported him to go and rebuild the gates of Jerusalem. And he went there and he was doing his work. And there were distractions. There was always something. There was always somebody. There was always some issue. But he stayed on it. He stayed on it until he finished it. And Tobias and Sambalat and all these enemies of progress. Yeah. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 2 to 3. Sambalat and Geshen sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? And this is something that happens to us. We are, God gives us something to do. We are we have a mission at hand. We have a project. We have a purpose. But we leave it, especially when people call us, why, why don't you come? Come and try this one. Come and do this other one. And these people are doing this, so do you want to try it? Mm -mm. You're a man, you're a person on a mission. And Nehemiah was not confused and he didn't stutter. He didn't even go down to give them the message. He sent somebody. He said, why should this work stop because of you? What are we going to discuss that soon? What are we going to do? You know, the Bible says that, you know, a soldier, he doesn't, well, he doesn't get entangled with civilian affairs. There's some sort of things in your life that are not necessary, are not important. You shouldn't even give any, give the time of day. <clears throat> not to talk of your thoughts or your actions. You shouldn't give the time of day. You need to focus on what God has called you to do. Amen. So he said no. Why would this project stop because of him? And he refused. And the, the, the fun thing about this one is that they actually wanted to harm him. They were calling him because they wanted to harm him. So that is why, you know, people say, when you are working in your, pro, you know, your purpose, you are protected. You are protected property. You're protected because you're on a mission. It's like Paul, and we will get to him later. As long as Paul was on his mission, Nothing, you know, the angel came to him while he, you know, before the sheep wrecked on their way to, to Rome and said, don't worry, you will surely testify before Caesar. These people have made bad decisions, but it's not going to stop because you are on a mission. Nothing will happen to you and the people who are with you. You are on a mission, you are protected. If Nehemiah had lost focus at this point, he probably would have been harmed. Amen. So when you stay on the course, you are protected. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then let's just look at a few, you know, bits from the life of Jesus. Jesus is not a person who was not confused. It's one of the things I admire the most about Jesus. He knew what he was about. He, he was so self-aware. He knew what he was about. He knew what he came to do. He knew what he should be doing at each time. He didn't concern himself with things that. I mean, the day they came and said, tax, take it, I go and settle these people. 
He didn't entangle himself with civilian affairs. Amen. When he was 12, and we can find this in Luke chapter 2, verse 49. He was just 12, but see the confidence he had. And he had, you know, they went for the Passover and they had come back without him. His parents didn't even know. They thought he came back with friends. When they got home, they found out he wasn't there. To go back. And it took them a while to get back. But Jesus, all the while, he had spent, what, three days alone? And he had searched for him. And when it's, you know, you know how you feel when, you know, your child is, I don't know if, if your child if your child ever gotten missing in a park or you can't find them or something like that. You know how angry you feel when you finally find them? It's a mixture of anger and relief. You know, you know how you feel? Ah, why did you do this to us now? Why we, we, we've been looking for you? He was saying, why are you searching for me? You're not even supposed to be looking for me. You should know where I'll be. He said, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Some of the questions, didn't you know that would be about my father's business? At 12. At 12. He knew exactly what he was doing and where he was going. Amen. Amen. John chapter 9, verse 3 to 4. Another verse I love. It says, Neither this man, and he's talking about the blind man who he, he had um, healed. So neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent him. Night is coming when no one can work. That's another thing about focus. It helps you to be urgent. It helps you to be aware of your time. It helps you to know where you're up to. Jesus knew, night is coming. I have a limited time here. And this is how one of us should be thinking. Every day should be utilized. We should be so focused that we know what we're doing. Our time is limited. We don't have an if even yes, we are going to live long, but our time is still limited. We lose hundred years. Every day we eat into those hundred years. Every week we eat into the time we have. Jesus said, Night is coming. No man can work. There will be a time when you wouldn't be able to work. There will be a time when you wouldn't be able to have the reach you have now. There'll be a time when you wouldn't be able to have the proper, you know, the, the vigor, the energy. The strength that you have now. So now is the time to work. Jesus was so, so, so focused. So focused. He said, my father is always working. He that I work. Always working. Amen. And then we'll just talk a little bit about Paul. You know, Paul's another person. So, so focused. You know, once he heard his call and Anas prayed for him he moved he moved you know in 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 mothers he said i didn't even go to go and discuss to be commissioned by the apostles i started my missionary journey immediately i have already been already been commissioned by the lord i've already been told what to do god because when jesus called him jesus told him his purpose immediately gave him his mission so he said i didn't go to confer with anyone to ask them, should I go? Should I not go? Hallelujah. And it's with the same vigor that he worked. 
he worked very hard. He says, I worked harder than everyone, all the apostles. He said, I pray more than all of you. So he worked very urgently and very purposefully. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 3 to 13. It says, brother and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of. So, you know, some versions say to have attained. It said, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So you see, Paul knew exactly what he was doing. So not just was he focused. At each point, he's forgetting everything he has achieved. He's forgetting everything he has done. And he's never ever getting to a place where he says, I have reached. You know, it is a killer to ever get to a point where you feel, I have, I have arrived. I've learned it. I've done everything I need to do. He says, I, I don't count myself to have attained. This is what I'm doing. I'm always pressing. My eyes are on the prize. My eyes are on the prize. My eyes are on the prize. Hallelujah. I am pressing to make sure that I don't miss it. You know, you see the sprinters and the Olympics are starting very, very soon. So we're going to see lots and lots of races. You see those sprinters. Where are they looking? They're looking at that people, that line, the finish line. They're not looking left and right. They're not sizing up the competition. If they do that, they will fall. They're not looking down. What are they doing? They're looking ahead. Eyes on the prize. Focus on the prize. And that is what they do. I'm sure even when they visualize while they're training, they visualize themselves running. They visualize them visualize them, themselves arriving. They visualize themselves standing on the podium, receiving the gold medal and those flowers. They do that over and over and over. What are they trying to do? Focus focus on the prize hallelujah our eyes must always be on the prize hallelujah so what should we be focusing on we've talked a lot about focus focus this that we've talked about many aspects of what should we be focusing on the bible says in hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 it says looking on to jesus the author and the finisher of our faith jesus Jesus, looking, you know, and Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. All these other things will be added unto you. Life can become really, really, really distracting, busy. So many things trying to get our attention. We must never forget, never forget that we are looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one we should be focusing on. Hallelujah. So we focus on Jesus. We focus on God's kingdom. We focus on God's kingdom. Jesus said, where your treasure is, is where your heart will be. So that is why he said, don't store treasure for yourselves. Where moth that can spoil, that can rot, that people can steal. Store for yourself treasure in heaven. Stop for yourself, treasure in heaven. Paul said, we don't fix our eyes on things that are seen, on things that are temporary. We fix our eyes on things that are permanent, things that are not seen, 
Because everything that is seen is subject to change. Everything that is seen is temporary. The things that are not seen, they are the things that are permanent. Hallelujah. So let's never forget this. Never forget this, that we walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. What else do we focus on? As we have said over and over and over, and over again, God's purpose for our life. God's purpose for our life. Paul speaking in Acts chapter 26 to King Agrippa. He said, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. He said, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. First to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and then to the Gentiles. I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. Hallelujah. Focus on the reason God has called you. The thing God wants you to do. Don't forget, one thing is needful. One thing is most important. That is why the most important part of your day should be the time you commune with God. The time you get direction from God. The time you ask God, what am I supposed to be doing today? That should be the most important part of your day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Purpose. Yeah. Jesus, you know, we saw this all the time. All the time. I am working. Because my father is always working. He was focused. He says, I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. He was always speaking of his father, always speaking of the kingdom of God, always speaking of what he needed to do. Night is coming when no man can walk. I must walk the walk, the walks of him who has sent me. It is the same way God has sent you. It is the same way God has sent me, the same way God has sent us all here to do his work. We must never forget what is truly important. What is truly important. Let's not forget Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, as we have said. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And then all other things will be added to you. So all these things that we are chasing, we are looking to, we are worried about, that bring, give us concern. They are all other things. Jesus said they'll automatically be added to you when you focus on the kingdom of God. When you chase after the kingdom of God. Let us not forget. Let us not forget what is truly important. Even as we all want to be successful, even as we chase success, even as we chase this and that. We want new jobs, we want marriages, we want new houses, we want this and that. Let us not forget what is truly, truly important. Truly important. God's kingdom. God's kingdom. What is eternal? And the reason God put us here on earth. We must walk the walks of him who has sent us while it is day. Because the night is coming when no one can move.